Dutch voters have handed the far right a landslide victory after the populist Geert Wilders and his party uh, potentially could form a coalition government. They won the largest number of votes and seats in the national election. Now, he's often called the Dutch Donald Trump. He's vocally anti-EU, has vowed to halt all immigration <coughs> and stop providing arms to Ukraine. We will make sure that the Netherlands will be for the Dutch people again. We will restrict the asylum tsunami and migration. People will have more money in their wallet again. Anna Stewart's with me. Nobody can be under any doubt what Gert Wilders stands for and the way he's done it. But look, the, mil I mean, the number of votes he got, the number of seats he's got in Parliament, it's quite clear. More than two million people voted for Gert Wilders and his Freedom Party. He's got nearly 25% of the seats in Parliament. And so this is going to be the big thorny question for the other parties uh, who have done much less well, I have to say. Will they go into coalition with this party? Because on the one hand, they've always said that they would not, these main parties. But on the other hand, they have to, of course, respect that a huge portion of the population of the Netherlands have voted for this man. They have voted essentially, largely, on immigration here. Anna Stewart, I'm grateful. Now, I want to put... Oh, I beg your pardon. Sorry, I, 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 I thought we were moving on. But Anna, stay with me. Don't go away, Anna. <laughs> The, the, there are there are two there are two aspects to it though. The first is whether any following from what you just said, whether anybody goes into coalition with him or his party. The second and perhaps the corollary to that is whether they could amongst themselves disparate parties cobble together a coalition that would defeat him. And they're probably all thinking and talking about those two scenarios right now. But clearly, the first scenario is they have to, at least on the face of it, try and see whether they can form a coalition with a party that has won the most votes. Um, I think the second largest party that's won here, which is the Green Labour Alliance, have firmly said they will never go into government with Gert Wilders. And I think they will maintain that. Slight softening, though, of the outgoing Conservative Party and also a centrist party. With those, they would get 81 seats so that would be a majority in Parliament so that is possible but these negotiations will likely take months and there will have to be a serious negotiation with Gert Wilders particularly over some of his stances for instance on the EU because he is very anti-EU he would even like to see a referendum so I think those negotiations will be tricky and could really water down those policies that so many people perhaps have voted for. In Brussels this is the this is the nightmare, isn't it? I mean, we had a bit of that in Poland, and we've had a bit of it, uh, not at the last election, but I'm talking about earlier elections, and we've had a bit of it in Hungary. Where we, 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 Yes, yes, but uh, with Slovakia. Thank you for reminding me of that one, yeah. But now uh, the fox is in the chicken house. Yes, I think this will be a big concern. This is really a warning shot for Europe, particularly for next year, because we have the EU parliamentary elections in June. And already polls are suggesting that, for instance, French uh, far-right leader Marine Le Pen's party could be doing rather well there. And that could have a seismic shift, really, for the EU. So this is certainly a warning shot. Perhaps governments in Europe need to take the fact that uh, inflation, cost of living crisis and immigration right. are really hot topics that they definitely need to uh, grapple with. Anna, I'm grateful. Anna Stewart, thank you.